Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Javeria Dunn. She is the um, director of business development for Winston and Strom. Uh, Strom. <laughs> I want to make sure I got that right. Hey, welcome, Javeria. Hi. Thanks, Carl. So you have been doing business development in the law firm environment for over a decade now. You've only been two months at your new firm, so you're pre previously director of business development for Blank Rome. So you've, you've got quite a bit of experience, three different firms. I've only been with one. So tell me how you got into this business and, um, and, and a little bit about how you, how you do it. Sure. Um, I was you know, I, I didn't, I don't think anyone really goes to school to get into business development at a law firm. So um, for the first 10 years of my career, I was working in uh, this, you know, I was a city planner essentially and had gone to grad school for it. Um, and then that sector is really in the engineering and architecture space. Um, turned out I was really good working with clients and helping um, other professionals who were like lawyers billable, uh, you know, really make introductions and get work. And so it just sort of, you know, came upon me at, at a firm called Chadbourne and Park, which is now Norton Rose. Um, I was, you know, interviewed by lawyers, always liked working with lawyers. I found them to be very great, you know, critical thinkers. And so that's how I started my career, um, which I didn't have a lot of knowledge about it when I, when I entered the space, but I had a good feeling about it. And it seemed to, um, I just seemed to have good energy with the other, with that firm. So I was taking on that job when I was around 30 years old. And you have a direct client facing role, right? I do have, um, I do manage a staff. And yeah, I, at my last firm, I was had a direct client facing role and, and I'm still new at my firm. So it takes a bit of time, but I will get there at Winston and Strawn as well. Yes. And so what are some of the things you do to develop connections with the individuals that you're luring to come to your firm. Now, I should say, we don't, we have similar roles at different firms. I don't consider us competitors at all. If anything, I, you know, I would try to find things to refer you um, that you do that we don't do. So I, I just want to be clear. Um, 100%. Yeah. I think, I think we have um, different market shares that we were looking at. I think, you know, your question about how I, I, I lure, um, you know, potential clients this is a very relationship driven business and you know the the it, unlike a tangible product we have to really gain a prospective client's trust and engage them and so everybody has i think their own way of doing things um i'd like to hyper focus on on what folks are you know our prospective clients or even people that i meet with might need help with so i think putting them first and figuring out what they're looking for, where they're looking to get to, understanding their business and really getting to know their story is tremendous because I think for me, what has happened is that I will meet someone, engage with them, um, both on a personal level, a social level, but of course on a business level, and then sort of keep them in mind as things progress, I'll always come back to them and try to bring them something that I, f I think will be helpful to them. And I think that's what, how, how I like to do it. And, and often those are long lasting friendships that turn out of it. And, and I feel good about being able to help them. And then also of course, help my firm. 
Okay, so let's talk about the anatomy of a relationship. So you and I have gotten to know each other. I, I'm a extremely busy person, as I'm sure you are. You know, the last thing I'm really looking to do is to connect with people who are doing what I do, right? Because because I'm not going to win any business necessarily that way. And so you managed to reach out to me and to get on my calendar and to stay in touch with me. Not that that's any big deal, but I'm, I'm just saying you, you let's talk about how you went about and went about and did that, because because not everybody who reaches out to me necessarily gets on my calendar if I don't think it's a fit. And so you managed to do that and you managed to develop what I consider a pretty strong connection with me. Well, first, I'm flattered, Carl, that you should say that. I think um, we've had, you know, over a short period of time, I think, have been able to develop a strong friendship. And and I think that I think the key is when you meet someone and in our case, I saw your profile or when you see someone, whether it's virtually or at an event that you think um you might be interested in, in speaking with and finding more about finding about their history or how they got there. I don't, I think that not being intimidated by it and, and really, I was interested in, in knowing about what you were doing because your profile it was just unique. And it was something that I was beginning to do at my last term. And I, I didn't know a lot of people that were doing that. But I think to me, when I was speaking to you, I remember thinking my wheels were turning as you were telling me about yourself, about how it is that I could help you. And that's just the nature of who I am. And then I think we started talking about a lot of other things, our similar interests or, you know, what we are doing at home right now. And I think the, the conversation um, became symbiotic at some level, although, of course, you know, um, it's, it's always great to speak to someone at your level who's doing all the things you're doing and to learn from you. But I was authentically interested in, in who you were as a person and, um, you know, wanted to help. And, and I thought, okay, you know, this is someone well, that I have. I wanted to help you with. too. That's, that's, that's my nature. And so, you know, I, I think it goes both ways. And and so, but you know, you can't help the whole world. So somehow, <laughs> right? Like there's only That's so true. many hours in the day. Um, and I, you know, so, some of these, like we're, we're coming out of the whole COVID uh, era, but the, the relations that relationships that were developed in the COVID era are, are different <laughs> and unique because I have people I consider friends that I, I've met with virtually, haven't met physically, and you're one of them, right? And so, and, and I've got a, I got a bunch of those, right? I mean, bunch of virtual friends, I got yeah. virtual friends all over the world now. And uh, because it, you know where you are doesn't matter as much these days, and so it's it's kind of interesting. So who knows if you and I will ever, ever physically meet, right? I don't know if, if it even if it really even matters, but it's it's interesting how you can develop a connection with somebody using technology and social media and and Zoom and and here we are talking about all this on a podcast, right? For the world to hear. And so I, I, I think it's I think it's interesting because what we're talking about is is business development. It is developing relationships and and this is a relationship that has developed that, you know, who knows what it'll result in. It'll result in, you know, you making certain decisions in your life and perhaps you know talking through these things with me. You know, you were going through a job change while we were while we were talking. I think I, you know, uh, was a sounding board for that. I've been a sounding board for a lot of things for you when I think about it. That's true. You have been, I think. And I think I tricked you into some of it, but I think you were. And 
I, you know, I think as humans, we want to be socially connected to each other, even despite our geographical distance or differences in our, you know, where we come from. And you and I, Carl, probably come from two very different places and both geogra- you know, geographically and, and through our, you know, I'm a woman of color and, 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 and you know, you're in Texas right now, right? And, and we've had different life paths, but I think I think the uniqueness of us is that we are able to connect with each other and it's the joy of really being a human, I think, and really finding, you know, purpose in that. And what I like to tell my team is um, someone I read a lot about is a person by the name of Viktor Frankl, who was a Holocaust survivor. Um, and he, he coined the term will to meaning. And I think that when we find purpose in our life, whether we're doing business development work at a law firm or on a mission to help people, um, I think we find purpose in those things and it comes through. And and if we look to connect with other people in a way that's meaningful, I think it turns into something amazing. And I think that's, you know, a demonstration of what we had. I came to you absolutely going back to what you're saying for advice, because I intuitively trusted, you know, your path and the way you were thinking about things. Um, But I think engaging people in your life and your story, even when you feel isolated is a shared experience. And I I enjoy doing that very much. So, but thank you. Yeah. I was going through a job change. I was fortunate enough to have a lot of great choices and, and you are key in helping me figure out you know, what choice to make. I won't, you know, talk a lot about what those choices were. They were all great opportunities, Mm -hmm. but finally was, I'm really happy with the decision I made with your help. Um, So, you know, I think that's important. Yeah. So, so if you could multiply the type of, you know, engagement you've had with me across whatever network you're, you're engaging um, and stay that connected to people, I think it's pretty powerful, right? Because, because, People like to do business with people they know and trust. And if you get to know somebody and trust them, then you will call them up and talk with them when you're about to make big decisions with your business. And so just like you had big life decisions to make and and I had developed a level of trust with you, I imagine, you know, it goes both ways and, and you engage with other people and they would call you when they're thinking about selling their company or they're thinking about declaring bankruptcy or restructuring or all the various things that you do. Is that how it works? hundred percent. And I've had, you know, so, so many folks that have come to me and said, do you know someone who can help me with this IP issue or help me with this um, other issue I have? And it's, it's exactly the way it works because that will happen. And it's just a matter of time um, where, you know, there's a, there's an issue that arises. That's exactly right. Okay. And so how, how would you said people don't enter into this line of work? They never, they never plan it, right? Like you're right. I, this was not even on my radar when I was, <laughs> when I was coming up, I was going to be a broadcast journalist and then I was going to be on the business side of, of the industry. I studied that in, in an MBA program. And then I was with the, the first company to put video of the internet back in the early two thousands and, and th- that blew up. Right. And so along with, all of those aspirations to do these things. And after doing a second failed venture back startup in the early two thousands, um, 
you know, <laughs> that wasn't going too well for a guy who was a, you know, about to raise five kids with a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, my wife asked me, please don't do any more startups. And so here I am. I, I joined the <laughs> law firm we were using, right? And so it was never planned. This job found me. I, you know, I didn't go looking for it. And, and so I, I guess it was just a knack that I had to do this kind of work. And I, I guess it was for you as well, right? And, and here I am 19 years later still doing it. And, and I, I guess I'm pretty good at it, right? I'm still here, right? And, uh, if you're calling me for advice, I, I must be doing something right. And so, anyways, I, how does somebody the, the prepare for a career like this? What if somebody says, you know what, that sounds really cool what they do. They get to interact with, with clients and, and not actually have to do the legal work. You know, do you think anybody will go out and seek a job like this? I think that, you know, we don't we don't get to go to school for these sorts of things. And 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 I think that relationship development and this is a I, I want to start by saying that this is a sales support or sales function at professional service organizations. And I think that there's a great future in it. Um, so, so I think people should be going after it. I think um, often they hear about it because someone they know is into it or they sort of fall into it like you did, Carl. I think, go ahead. I was going to say, well, that was the whole idea behind setting up this podcast is I'm collecting information about how people do this. And one day I want to turn it into a curriculum, just so you know. So, so it, it, with that said, um, if, if there were some one piece of secret sauce that you had that you, that you would say that if I was going to quote you <laughs> in that curriculum and say, this is what Javier uh, did that made her successful, what would that be? What is, what is the secret sauce? I think taking the approach that you have to bring a specific value to your firm, that you are not there to be the, you know, catch all on, on all fronts, but your mantra should be, you are here to bring in revenue, whether it's from a sales support side or direct sales side, everything you do should be with that in mind. Um, and that, and the more efficient you are at doing it, the more successful you'll become. And, and, and really navigating that complexity is not, that's the challenge in this position is really knowing without a lot of direction, what is uh, worth you know, your time from the firm's perspective and what you might get pulled into. Um, and then also I would say to throw into it, I know Carl, you said one thing, but really using technology to elevate your role, which I think often at, at law firms is not utilized as well as it should be. I think Winston does a very good job of imagining Cooley does too, but, you know, really, really becoming efficient in any kind of administrative function so that you can focus on the sales side again um, is quite, is quite important. Well, that, you know, that, that is great advice. It's something I'm trying to get better at doing because there's yeah. so many time wasters in my day, you know, and, and things that I could be doing, but I need to be focused on meeting with the companies that could hire us and, and could, could be revenue sources for the firm. And so many of them are so far away from being that. And while I like dealing with those folks, most of them really shouldn't be taking up a large part of my time. And, and so- right. I'm going to take your advice. <laughs> well, we're we're coming at, to the end of our our 15 minutes here, so I just want to thank you, Javier, so much for joining us on Rainmakers today. And I want to encourage our, our listeners: if you like what you're hearing here, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and share it with your friends. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Rainmakers with Carl Grant. 